Yo, this is Susan Walker, the cool, the calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. Walker! We've been in she never gave you Negroes technology. <laughs> Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to welcome you back for our latest installment. Uh, thank you, thanks again for your support. Please, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, follow us on whatever streaming platforms that you're streaming us from. We're pretty much everywhere at this point. We also have a website, guys, that lists our social media platforms as well as our YouTube page, which you can now see us. Get what's the website? That is the tippingpoint.com. T H A tippingpoint.com. Episode 75. Are we there already? 75. Dude, it feels bro. like we're just getting started. We are. Okay. We are. <laughs> we are. We really are. But yeah, we made it to episode 75 and we haven't quit yet. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop, right? Despite your numerous attempts to quit. Uh, <laughs> through no, really through no fault of my own, might I add. I mean, you just... No, you would never run no. me off from, me? from this podcast. Me? No. You or your sound clips. <laughs> hey, that would never happen. Walker, what? Walker. My sound what? clips go to show that you're here for the kids. Now, let, let me preface this. I do it for style and flavor in a really corny way. But let me say something about this guy, Walker, who's virtually on the other side of me right now. Um, when the kids request this man, this man shows up. He shows up. <laughs> so it's not its not a question. And maybe I need to reframe the sound clip. And I, I need to get my son, YG, saying, Walker, thank you for coming to my games, plural. You want, you yeah. want us to work on that? Whatever you whatever you got cooked up over there, I know okay. you got a lot of stuff that you've you've already recorded. You just haven't put it on the put it up yet. So I already know I already know you're already scheming. Mental note added. Okay. Anyway, uh, what's up with you, bro? No, 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 no. You're kicking this off today. I am fine, doing well. I think I'm down a pound or two. Ah. And I did a run this morning. I ran two and a half miles. Hold in my on, you're down how much? A pound or two. Yeah, man. So I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing, doing good over here. Okay. Doing good over here. Uh, quarantine won't keep me down. Good. At least not, you know. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out here working. I ran. I was gonna run a 5K in my neighborhood, but I waited too long to run this morning, and like, I got around that two and a half mile marker, and the sun was like, so what are we doing? Dude, so. it's so crazy you mentioned that because um, I'm I'm in a test group with some guys and they were they were all out running too. I think I was the only one on Earth not running this morning, but they were talking about how the rays are just like popping in the morning, uh, more so in the afternoon hour. So sure, okay, sure, interesting. Sure. Yeah, like if you if you run early enough, it won't be that big of a deal. But I waited too late and like it was almost like ten o'clock, ah. and so I could feel the heat heat coming so that you know you always like you're at a point in your run where you have like that mental grind like okay i'm gonna push this last half mile or so and 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 knock it out you rather deal with that but you don't want to deal with that and the heat at uh, the same time so gotcha. 
either you know I'll, I'll deal with the the grind of having to push through and finish but yeah not both so okay uh we i wanted to do a little work around our, our house this evening so that's why i went ahead and got the run out of the way not bad bro okay yeah man but all in all uh, we're good we're just chilling how about you all right i'm doing well man and um I'll see your uh your one pound and raise you three for a grand total of four. Congratulations, Thank sir. Thank you, sir. So um as as the listeners know, um I started Weight Watchers here recently, and um after my first weigh-in, I realized I was down four. Um I've got some notable takeaways for you, Walker. I I know, I know, spoiler alert, because you've heard these already. But, you know, my, okay. my biggest thing, Walker, um, for, for the listeners that are new, um, I, I, I've since gained uh, 14, almost 15 pounds since quarantine started. And um, one of the things my Weight Watchers coach helped me to realize was um, while I was working out before five days a week, no less, that changes a lot in terms of appetite. So he was telling me, I feel like you're still eating the same but you're not being active. So that difference in caloric intake is probably what you see around your gut. So, um, yeah, and he put it that bluntly too, which is cool. But, um, you know, that that's one of the many thoughts that I feel embarrassed to admit, but it's just something I never thought about. And I was just like, you know, hey, you know I'm just gonna, I'm gonna order the same food, I'm eating the same capacity and continue to see results. And it's just, it's just not the case when you're, when you, you know, you're gone from working out an hour, hour and a half some days uh, to nothing. And to and before Weight Watchers, I'm talking maybe two or three workouts a week. But um, anyway, so the biggest thing there, Walker, I have to say is the snacks had to cease. It had to cease. As I don't know if you're familiar with Weight Watchers, but um, Weight Watchers gives you a number of points based off your uh, the physical vital information you give it. And uh, mm-hmm. everything you eat has a point value. So it's just like um, Cheez-Its, again, my vice, my, my guilty pleasure. Um, what's, what's funny about it is I realized how many Cheez-Its I was actually eating throughout the course of a day. But then when I started to see how that impacted my balance, I was very pleased to know that I can still have Cheez-Its, just not crazy like I was. Moderation. Before. Yeah, moderation. Like, dude, two handfuls of Cheez-Its a day, which is really more than I need probably, still gives me a lot of wiggle room in, in terms of my points and all that stuff. So I was very, very, um, very excited to hear that. Now, everything else, the Rice Krispie Treats are gone, you know, so um, yeah, but uh, essentially, Walker, that I guess the biggest changes were um, significantly reduced the snacks and uh, incorporated more veggies and more uh, grilled protein. So um, veggies and grilled protein in particular have have no point value. Uh, egg whites is another thing or another thing that has no point value. So you can essentially just OD on these things. And it's just like, whoa. And, and, and I, I look at my Weight Watchers point balance and I manage it similar to how I manage my finances. And it's just like, well, do I really want to give eight points for this or would i like look for an opportunity to save and maybe cut that eight and a half and find something for four points to eat that'll still get me past this brief moment of hunger you know so it's, it's just mm-hmm. weird um but but also walker in addition to in this addition to that um 
Weight Watchers shows love uh, in terms of you, you can you can gain points back over the course of a week if you are active. So I'm just like, and it connects to my Apple Watch and everything, man. So, you know, I can do a 30 minute walk or a 30 minute high intensity interval training, um, hit. <clears throat> hit training session and still, you know, still expand upon what I, what I'm eating, which was my duh blonde, dumb blonde moment. Like, duh, you know, if you're going to burn more, you know, you're going to have to eat a little bit more to, so your body can exist. I mean, it's, it's just so weird. I, I knew this stuff, but I just wasn't applying it. But anyway, um, to the active thing, Walker, have you heard of Massey Arius or Arias? For me, the moment you said whatever it is you just said, I'll, say I'll, that one more time. Okay. Have you heard of Massey Arius? Yeah, I'm familiar with her. My, my wife follows her on, on IG. Did I pronounce her last name right? I don't know. Okay. So but, a, a well, I'm going to go with that though. Okay. So on my IG, I, you know, I, I posted a picture from my workout and I had somebody reach out to me and they said, Ronnie, you ought to try this. Um, mistake number seven. This workout was extremely intense. <laughs> Still feeling today. I think I did it Thursday. Still feeling it. Um, so much so to the point to where yesterday I was limited to a 45 minute walk just because I couldn't. Just, just thinking about doing all those movements was just. Oh. What were you doing? You talking about for uh, Massey? Yeah. Oh, dude, like these different planks, these different like um, the mountain climbers, these core complex things, and you know it's crazy because the tempo isn't that fast, but man, these movements they just they isolate certain areas and man, you feel it in no time, man. So I'm, I'm coming back for more. I'm actually gonna do one this afternoon in the garage. Um, but you know, it was so crazy because my primary workouts, have I told, as I've told you offline before, it is high, it is hit high intensity interval training. And we go for an hour, you know, there, there's running, there's rowing, there's, uh, there's resistance and there's weights. But dude, I don't know if it's just something different that my body's been exposed to, or if I'm just, just, you know, my body's just out of sync since I haven't worked out in so long. But in terms of intensity, this Massey stuff is at least the one I did was nowhere close to what I was doing on a daily basis, but it absolutely wrecked me. It's I was probably just different. I was squeegeeing the floor in the garage. Like I was drenched. <laughs> I mean, it's probably just a different workout. And the fact that you probably haven't been active in a while too. So True. I mean, I think it's a combination of both. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, no argument there, but um, anyway, congrats though. Well, Walker, I wanna I wanna thank you, man. You you uh, entertained a phone call from me earlier this week. Um, it was embarrassing for me, but um, I took you on your word, Walker, uh, on our last recording, and I um, I'm confident in the fact that you are to some degree invested in my over, overall well being, especially my health. So I felt comfortable enough to call you and reach out and say, Hey, man, here's how dumb I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and shouts out to you for being willing to do that because when you man. when you confess it i was like <laughs> cole you stupid <laughs> <laughs> so like am i being punked <laughs> like are you serious like okay when you was talking last week about the the rice crisp retreats and the pro mission snacking like, I'm thinking this is what you're doing on top of, like, your normal stuff that you're eating. 
I didn't know you substituted your healthy meals for snacks. I'm like, dude, I, I and you not working out. I see why you ballooned. Like, no wonder you've gained weight, Gat. Right. So, yeah, for you to realize that, I'm thinking to myself, poor thing. <laughs> poor thing. Quarantine has affected some of us differently. <laughs> yeah, I see. Well, well, I well, see. One more thing about that, because I know you'll appreciate this. So, so my carb intake in particular has decreased significantly in a short amount of time. Um, and dude, the headaches that are associated with that from your body being in denial, they are real. And uh, I don't know sure. if you're familiar with the paleo diet or Whole30, I think it's called. You mm-hmm. there? Okay. So I did Whole30, goodness, my youngest son wasn't even born, so it was at least three years ago with the gym where I was working out at the time. And, um, man, I remember that first week not eating a lot of the junk that my body was accustomed to. The headaches I have now are very similar to that because, you know, I've, I've, I've essentially relegated to a whole food ish type of, uh, type of diet because I'm eating just mainly like grilled chicken and vegetables for the majority of the day. So, and that's, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, I, there's nothing wrong with a carb intake as long as it's a complex carb and not a simple carb. Gotcha. So, you know, I know if I'm doing, if I'm working out for longer than 45 minutes and it's a, it's a hit workout, I may do uh, oatmeal that day. Okay. Um, I may do something that, you know, my, my wife, she usually does, I usually do my carbs in the morning to give my body time to like work it through as the day goes on. My wife usually eats brown rice in the evenings. I typically don't, but it works for her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's nothing wrong with incorporating a little bit of carbs um, as you go along because your body does need that, those carbs, healthy carbs to, for whatever workout you're doing later in the day. Like if I was you, if you're going to do a massy workout, I probably would have like had like a sweet potato or something for lunch or something um, to give you that energy to like do her workouts. Cause okay. you're going to need that energy. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. When we think carbs, we automatically think chips, bread, cheeses, stuff like that. Let's it. just be real. <laughs> For you, yeah. Like that's that's yeah. That's the carbs you should stay away from. There are some good carbs that you should yeah. you should partake in, especially if you're going to be active. Now, right. if you're not going to be active, then you're on the right track. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um. So yeah, good news on that front, Walker. One other thing that I want to share with you. My goodness, man. Um, this morning was one of those mornings where um, I find myself wide-eyed and awake earlier than my normal 4:15 a.m. What time did you get up, dude? This morning it was. I think it was 2:41. Yeah. Weird. You need to see somebody about that. I think so. Um, you, you know, honestly, I, I do think uh, the the dietary shift has something to do with that. Um, but think anyway, so? I, I do think so. It's the only thing really different. I mean, like, again, you know, I still got you've I, been doing this or this is just today. Um, this this really got gotten a high gear when the quarantine season started, because norm, normally what time I mean, you go to bed, um, you seem bad a little after nine. So you sleep five hours? Not consistently. What's an average? Are you, are you talking about normally, like when 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 I am in my routine of like you know going to going to work out at five a.m.? No, mm-hmm. that's, that's more than five hours, Walker. I'm saying that. So you you normally are sleeping with seven hours? Yeah, seven. 
seven ish. That's interesting. It is. But anyway, um, anyway, I found myself up early than normal. And um, when I couldn't go back to sleep, you know, I fired up the trusty Netflix. And um, I was greeted by a trailer for a movie named All Day and a Night. Whoa, Walker, um, I was compelled after seeing the trailer to hit the play button. Um, this movie absolutely knocked my socks off at an early hour this morning, and it's pretty much all I've been thinking about since. Um, I know you probably haven't seen it, but uh, Walker, add this to your ever-evolving list of things to drop everything for and see immediately. Um, the premise essentially is... Um, yeah, I, I, I saw the previews for it. So did you just cut me off there? Thanks. <laughs> But Walker, you know, uh, you know, you know how I you go. can tell the people, you can tell the listeners, though. Well, no, no, you've you've taken all the glory out of it, just you know, pure Walker fashion. So it's okay. <laughs> I'll let, I'll give you about five seconds for your emotions to catch up. Okay. Okay. Um, okay now so, tell people. All right. <laughs> so the premise is uh, the, the film is set in uh, Oakland, California. Um, it focuses on a young man uh, who grew, grows, who's grown up in a life of, uh, you know, not really gang, but street life, you know, drug, drug abuse, um, very dysfunctional household, father imprisoned, all, all the whole nine. Um, you know, so from the surface, it seems very classic uh, in terms of a lot of movies you've probably seen before. But um, right. Joe Robert Cole was the director of this. And um, if that name sounds familiar, he wrote or was on the team that wrote Black Panther that uh, he was alongside my boy, Ryan Coogler, directing that. So um, anyway, he I think I think what he did in this film was masterful in terms of bringing light to a lot of issues that. Um, as the media loves to say, inner city, urban America deal with. And um, one of the one of the biggest, I guess one of the biggest factors or points in this film shows the impact, the strong impact of present and active fatherhood. And it shows what 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 the lack of that does in a household. And even in, in certain times when uh, this, this father figure was present, that seemingly positive impact or questionable impact it had on the star of the, of the film. And Walker, you know, that's like, you know, that's my like, my sweet spot, man. I love seeing films like this. So um, Walker, I'm not gonna lie, man. I cried a lot watching this. There were a lot of scenes that were just, that were just done beautifully in my opinion. And uh, they really tackled a lot of issues, and uh, I just think they were brought over really well. And um, it, it's 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 a highly recommend. I give it two thumbs up. Um, I, even even if you don't catch the fatherhood narratives, it's still great cinematography. Um, that some of the acting could be better, I guess, but the storyline is absolutely amazing. So from the from the preview, it gives me Fruitvale Station vibes. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, Coogler Coogler was Fruitvale Station, so. They, they, you know, they, they're kind of you know what I mean. It yeah. gave me that kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah. They, they represent heavy for the bay, which I love. You know, they, they're keeping it. They're keeping it to, to, to I guess what they're familiar with or what, what they're trying to bring light to in terms of um, issues they may have seen growing up, which I love. I love they're staying true to that. 
But um, these guys, these guys are absolutely masterful, Walker. But yeah, you're, you're dead on. Fruitvale Station-ish, yeah, you can definitely put it in the bucket with that. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, cool. Man. Yeah. Um, no, uh, no advertisement here, but <laughs> go see the movie, right? Yeah. Well, Walker, man, you know, I thought about this, man, and you, and you, you never cease to intrigue me. And part of this is me kind of wanting to to be some of this, but let me just get this out. Like Brian Gumble? <laughs> yeah, similar. Um, I I'm very intrigued and impressed at the fact that you have your regimen, whatever it is, and you do not allow the somewhat needs or distractions of entertainment to distract you from whatever it is that you're doing. And I absolutely love that because when I finished this film after I, you know, wiped my tears or whatever, I was thinking, man, is there any chance Walker watch this? Cause I'd love to take a deeper dive on, on our cast. But I was like, no, Walker's doing something way more important. He doesn't have time to fool around with films like this. You know? It's not that, it's just, it's just, there are definitely, in being quarantined, man, there's a lot of things that I'm learning to like pick up a new skill about. Yeah. And, and that requires my attention and focus. Like I, oftentimes when I do watch TV, the wife is at home. Um, you know, she wants to decompress. Thing, you know what I mean? So oftentimes we're watching something that's lighthearted. If we're watching anything at all, sometimes the TV watches us. Um, but yeah, like during the day, like I'm either I'm either working or I am doing some personal development in an in an in a new field or arena that I'm trying to get into. So gotcha. a lot of times that's that for me. And it's not that I'm I mean, I would love to sit up and just consume <laughs> content. Um and that's cool. But I know for me, like I, I'm there's some things I'm doing intentionally for myself and for my family, and it requires me to be some sacrifice as it pertains to that. And a lot of these these movies and shows and whatnot, they're not going away anytime soon. That's I will true. have time to catch up with them. So I may not be as current, but uh, I will get there. Okay. Well, and I, again, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm saying that in, in, in a term of, um, I'm kind of impressed by that. And I, I, I take those thoughts and I apply it to myself and I see how easily it is for me to get distracted when I feel like I am trying to lock in on something, you know? Right. And it's just like, man, Walker's so gifted that he can put himself in an environment to where he limits distraction, which really I'm sure helps him lock in on whatever it is he's doing. And I just, I just think it's a great thing. Well, thanks, bro. Of course. Thanks, bro. Of course. Yeah, I mean, some uh, again, it's funny because I'm on this side of the fence, and I'm like, man, I wish I, w I wish I could catch, I wish I, were, I wish I could watch Ozark, uh, seasons one through three, and be caught up, and then you and I can talk about it. But I got to look, you know, I got to yeah, do this this thing picture. over here. So, gotcha. So it's just a matter of like, which, what am I gonna, what am I gonna, what's more important for me? So, gotcha. Cool, man. Yeah. Shall we get uh Doherty? Um, we're here, so why not? Okay. Um, discuss the trash. Uh will someone one of us will bring up the topics and will the other decides if we'll discuss it or trash it. So 
Do you want to take take off? I know there's some things pressing on your mind. <laughs> I don't know why you say that, Walker. <laughs> because it is. Okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll keep it similar to last week, and um, we'll kick off Dort with The Last Dance, episodes three and four. Oh, okay. Yeah, Walker, you see, the, you see the continuity I'm trying to build here? I sure do, <laughs> Ronnie Gumble. <laughs> do you care? <laughs> <laughs> Answer that one. Is later. this the tipping point? Is this the tipping point, Pod? <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh this past Sunday, this past Sunday, uh The Last Dance had episodes three and four kind of featured uh Dennis Rodman, the worm. And um Walker, my my first thoughts um were, hey, thanks, uh fill in the blank director. But we know this stuff already because you've done a 30 for 30 on Dennis Rodman and a lot of this stuff is redundant. First thoughts, right? As um, it was as the show was going on or yeah, starting they were or developing Rodman. You know how they, they have this thing for like going to 96, then going back to 1963, then going to 98, and then going to 1914. And it's just like it in episode <laughs> I mean, I mean, slightly exaggerated, exaggerating here, but um, I guess I guess it hit different for Rodman because um, I, I'm a mass consumer of 30 for 30 and I've seen the Rodman one at least three times. And it's just like, OK, OK, get us back to Bulls era. But I guess it was good for people who had not been exposed to 30 for 30 to find out these things that I already knew about Rodman. But I see why they had to do it to set the stage. And it's still still. I guess in the aftermath created some very creative and entertaining uh, content um, overall. I'll, I'll get to the details of that after I hear your thoughts about it. Oh, no. I mean, I I, I, I have some questions for you. I mean, again, I saw the 30 for 30 as well. So a lot of that was I knew already about Dennis Rodman, but I liked how I think what this did is it used the Dennis Rodman story as a way to kind of show how their cross, how that pass have crossed previously, and to highlight the Bulls Pistons rivalry. Ah, yeah. And I think a lot of content came out this week from that storyline. Yeah. So, and then from that, I have you know a few questions for you about that. Walker, we're here. We got the cameras on. The mics are sounding great. You might as well proceed with your questions, sir. Well, MJ was like, he just don't. I mean, I, I love Horace Grant's uh, statements about the Pistons. Um, it's no secret. They don't like each other. Nah. Like those teams do to this day. They don't really like you can see the tension. And and you felt that tension in the coming days after the episode three aired. Right. Right. And so Jordan talked about the infamous uh, Jordan talked about the infamous like when they eliminated the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, how the Pistons just walked off the court. Um, the game hadn't even ended yet. And how Jordan basically was like, yo, you know, they were a-holes for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, of course, Isaiah Thomas was was telling his side of things. Um, and it was just interesting. It was just, just interesting to see that. What, what, how did you feel, like, in those moments, seeing, like, the fact that to this day, like... I think they have a respect for each other as players and what they achieve, but 
to know just how much they did not like each other. Like, was that something that was revealed to you in this doc or you kind of? Yeah. Um, I, Walker, honestly, I, I thought I would assume by now that they bury the hatchet and by they, I mean, Jordan, I mean, Jordan was done wrong. The whole Bulls team was done wrong back then. We get it. It wasn't, it wasn't sportsmanlike, you know, it's just, they, in organized sports, you don't really teach that. You don't really coach that. It was, you know, it was, it was kind of bush league to a degree, um, and it seemed ri- very orchestrated as well because they were just getting absolutely demolished. But um, I mean, I'm a big believer in time healing all, and it was shocking to me to see that MJ was still holding on to this and, he- and hearing how he described his feelings about it. I'm like, dude. Can we let it go? You know, Magic, Magic, and Isaiah had beef, and uh, they took it to they took it to the big screen and and hashed it out. Kobe and Shaq had beef, and they took it to the big screen and hashed it out. You know, so like, what was it about Isaiah in particular? Would be my question for him if I could ever sit down across from him, because I mean, you, you he 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 emphasized the impact of sportsmanship, and so. What, what I think was lost there is the opportunity he has to show how much of a sportsman that he is to bury the hatchet for that. Okay. So that, 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 that pretty much sums up my feelings. What about okay. you? Um, no, I, I mean, I get, I get how, I get why Jordan feel the way that he feels, but you also have to remember, I think even Isaiah Thomas's comments in the days afterwards, because I think he was on ESPN like all morning, all week, Walker, um, <laughs> giving his 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 take. Like, of course, you know, first take they have nothing to talk about, so of course they want to get great reach for Isaiah Thomas to to give his side of things. And I'm gonna be honest with you, like I think there is respect there. But I do feel like, don't get me wrong, like Isaiah Thomas got the best of Jordan more times than Jordan got the best of him. Because they got past him that one year. I mean, and that team was almost at the end of the road when they eliminated them. Pistons beat the Bulls twice, I want to say. Yeah, they did beat them twice. Sorry, I had to think about that. You're right. They got the best of them. Yeah. Um, So a lot of the things and points that Isaiah Thomas was making is factual. Um. But I think when you look at people like Bill Lane Beer, who was like, I walk off the court again and I shake their hands. When you have those guys saying like Bill Lane Beer saying that LeBron's better than Jordan. When Isaiah Thomas is saying LeBron, what it does is it feeds into, it reinforces a lot of people's narratives about Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons anyway, that they are, they haven't gotten over it (laughs) in a way. And so I'm not saying that that's true. I don't know what's in those guys' hearts outside of what they say. Now, Lane Beer looks better, but <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, I'm not sure. You, you know tell. what I mean? Yeah, so he's got that that beautiful smile. And he's just, so I know yeah. you're highlighting like how Jordan feels, but I think this tension goes both ways, bro. Like I really do, do think they did not like each other. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm here for it all. Why? I'm here for it. Oh, I, I'm here for it because I think – this is a throwback to the NBA to where they really and truly didn't rock with, with people who were their rivals. Like this is, this is what a rivalry looked like back in those days. 
And I'm not saying that it's okay for them to be bitter, but I like the I like the tension because we don't even see that anymore. Man, you got guys there's they're like they'll play, they'll contend with each other, and then you know, they on the banana boat in the summer, don't, chilling it up. Don't do that. Don't. Just just we're friends, we're holding hands. It's beautiful. Like it's good to see a throwback day to where there's a whole bunch of tension. And these guys still feel a little way about each other. Like to me, I'm like, I'm here for it. it. Again, it may be my, it may be, it may be my trash side talking, but I'm like, I kind of like this. I kind of, this is kind of interesting to know that they still feel a way towards each other. And they did. I mean, they did. Now, let me ask you this. Okay. Because I know you're the, as one of our listeners referred to you as, you're the CFO, you're the chief friendship officer. So everyone has to get along. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think that there's any validity to Isaiah Thomas' comments that him doing that cost him a spot on the dream team? Yeah. And Why do you feel that way? Just because, like, we all know from a stat perspective, there's no reason Zeke shouldn't be on that squad. There is absolutely no reason. And while while I wholeheartedly believe that um, Jordan didn't necessarily go to whoever and say, I'm not playing if, if you got Zeke, I'm, I'm also of the belief that Jordan never went and said, oh, we got to have this person, that person, and that person. Does that make any sense? I agree. So, so the, I don't think, I don't think Jordan did that. I don't think so either. You know, I think, I think had it come down to it and whoever was in power would have picked Zeke. I think MJ would have balled with him. I think, you know, they, they would have been on the, they may have some issues, you know, off the court, but I think on the court, they would have balled together. I honestly believe that. He should have been on that team. Yeah. Yeah. No question. He should have been on that team. So, so, so let, I want to make sure I've answered your question. Um, was your question essentially, do I think Jordan was involved with that decision? No, um, it wasn't that. I don't think, he, I don't think he was involved. I just want to know, do you think that his decision, him being left off the dream team is, is related to the fact that he walked off the court and, and and was unsporting. I'm not even sure if that's even true. Yeah, I it's possible. I don't think it's strong enough. And and I want to remind you of something that that uh, remind you of a narrative that was played heavy in the Bad Boys 30 for 30 and on the Last Dance uh, documentary this past Sunday. Say what you want. The NBA has their motives. Now we're not here to talk about things that are rigged and whatnot. But we know without a shadow of a doubt, the NBA did not want Detroit to be successful because it's Detroit and it's a bunch of guys, you know, just going, I mean, having bar fights on the court every night. Like they don't want that. I don't think Stern wanted that for the image of the league at the time, you know, which is why I think so much, so much media and so much momentum was developed around Jordan because it's like, okay, well, this guy, he's sensational. But he's got a great attitude. He seems to be going about things the right way, kind of like his predecessors, Magic and Bird did. Detroit didn't subscribe to that. Now they were successful still. I got to give it to them, but they were just kind of like they were kind of outliers to the whole concept. So I think there was residue from that whole thing mixed with 
the terrible display of sportsmanship that may have contributed to Isaiah Thomas not being selected. That's that's you my know, opinion. Okay. Okay, fair 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 enough. I you know what I think? I don't even think if that is true, I don't think that that's fair. I understand why it happened, but I don't think it's fair that Isaiah Thomas got demonized for that. For one thing, for one thing. One 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 I guess one act. For that. Yes. I don't think that was fair because point he made a great point talking about how when they eliminated the Celtics and Bird walked off the court. Well, then they proved that one true. Who did? Somebody. It didn't. Didn't. I. Th- I, I want to say Mike denounced that right after they came back after uh, Zeke said that. Um, I don't know. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. They did. I have to they, watch, no, have to watch you, it again. You want to know what happened? Walker's coming back to me. I know now. Kevin McHale shook hands. That's what I'm saying. They showed. They showed footage. Right, Kevin McHale. Well, it was half. It was half. It was it was a halfway hand. Like they, he was like a hand slap. And I guess honestly, but, Zeke Zeke had to approach McHale to even get that. Right, right. Okay. Like he okay. he was well on his way to not even getting that. Bird was gone. You didn't see Bird in the like Bird left. Right. So I'm saying your biggest star on that team leaves the court and doesn't shake the team's hands. And Isaiah was like, that's just what teams did. Now, I don't really buy that too much because, again, to Mike's point, we didn't do that when we lost to y'all. Uh, yeah. Right? We the didn't do that when we lost up, to y'all. We still shook y'all hands. beat us up and then proceeded to beat us, and I still shook your hand. Right. Right? So for us to beat you, and we didn't do that to y'all, and then you don't want to shake my hand. Like, you're an a-hole. Like, you're, you know, I, I get Jordan's claims. But at the same time, what I don't think is fair is you're going to demonize Isaiah Thomas for doing that, but Bird does a similar thing, no and he doesn't that. get he doesn't get the same smoke. Right. Good point. So I, I I think I think much I understand Jordan's beef with it. I really do, but I, I think it should be only. I don't I don't think that it's a, a bigger deal should have been made out of it from Isaiah with Isaiah Thomas. If that is if that's his claim that that's kind of what has happened previously with his predecessors who were champions when they got dethroned they walked off the court today that doesn't fly because I mean again it's a it's a happy go lucky league so it's, it's much going to be made of it and that right yet it is um, and that's why you start watching NBA again because everyone loves each other CFO yeah. approved um <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, like I, I just I think I think much was made out of that Isaiah situation, seeing as though we've seen other legends do the same thing and not get the same type of energy. So yeah, yeah. but you, you know you know the thing, and, and we'll, we'll move on after this, I promise. But um, the thing with that is, um, you know, you hear about these scenarios that are dreamed up, and mm. everyone knows if Zeke makes that squad, there's no Stockton on the squad. <laughs> there's not. <laughs> And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. It put him in a comparison of the two, and I'm thinking, I'm okay right, with that. All right, now, now, Stockton can dish and dime his butt off. But legend, le- legend, legend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is Mister Assist. Like he's got. I think he's got stats that will never be, never be threatened. Right. Um, legend. I give him that. But man, the question about Stockton for me has always been. Does this dude know how to win? Isaiah, that's the difference between me, th- those two. Well, I- Isaiah's a better scorer, too. He's a better ball handler. No, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. 
There's no question Isaiah is a much better player than John Stockton, even John Stockton at legendary status. So yeah, I'm here. If, if I could run it back on NBA 2K, the first move I'd make is drop Stockton <laughs> and bring Zeke yeah. in here. Yeah. <laughs> so. so let me, it kind of reinforces uh, a point that I was, I attempted to make last week, but didn't do the best job of, I acknowledge that is with Phil Jackson being the GOAT uh, NBA coach. Um, it talked about how Jordan was not a fan of Phil when he first got hired. Right. Because Phil wanted to take the ball out of Mike's hands with a triangle. Doug Collins put the ball in Mike's hands. And to Mike's point, with the game on the line, I'd rather have the ball than Bill Cartwright. <laughs> Bill didn't, Bill Car. by the way, Bill Cartwright should not have deserved that straight you book. Did, he could have named well, anybody you are, else you. on that team. Bill did, Bill did no, nothing. Bill didn't do anything to nobody but have a weird free throw shot. That's Dude, it. Outside of, of that, he of did nothing. One of the weirdest shots you're ever going to see. You talk about a shot that looks like a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Today, the yeah, triangle today. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah, man. Let but that no, man like, Walker. Goodness. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. This may jar you a bit. This is going to jar you a bit, but this is kind of, this is what we do, man. We create content. Let me ask you this question. We saw how the triangle changed how the Bulls played, right? Right. Had Phil Jackson not come along? Would we still be talking about Jordan in the same way that we talk about him today? Think about that. I want you to think about it. No, no. I want you to think about it. That that question requires zero thought. Okay. Go M ahead. MJ, MJ may be even better. Ooh, hot take here. Without PJ. Hot take. Hot take. He was great. Yeah, yeah, but but the thing is, you but can't did deny Fields did he did he learn how to win at the highest level? At the highest level. See, Walker, this, you're doing it again, and I don't like it. I don't because you're better than this. I've known you for a long time. Don't do this. What tug at your emotions? <laughs> well, I mean, you're a master at that. But you're coming in this debate acting like this man. I asked you a question, and I'm answering it. You act like this man doesn't already have the championship pedigree. Do you know what this man did at Carolina? Do you see know the emotions, the ladies and <laughs> see, see the emotions? Don't you know the ice water, the Carolina blue ice water flowing through his veins when he had to step up as a freshman and make the game-winning shot in the national championship against the Georgetown Hoyas in 1982? Are you okay. serious? You're, you're trying to question this man's ability to win? Dude, I can coach him and he still wins six. I question his ability to win? Yeah, well, in that scenario. Excuse me. I've, I've, I've vilified you. Forgive me. But no, no. <laughs> yeah, emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me, Walker. I want you to really feel this. I want you to really okay. feel this. Um, I'm going to pick on the Bucks because I think they were one of the worst teams in the NBA back then. You put... Jeffrey Jordan on this team. He's still great. 
I'm telling you, Walker, this man isn't built like the rest of us. He's not. I don't know if we still talk about Jordan in the same way that we talk about him today. We talk about now, him in an even now, greater regard, in my opinion, because there's because coaches coaches realize that the GMs and the owners may not have, but they realize the greatness that this man possessed. So he would have probably been in an offense that was essentially give Jordan the ball and get out of the way. Right. So how, how can you deny any greatness he would have had had he been a system like that? If anything, Phil may have diluted him a little bit. Can I talk? I guess so. Okay. So consider this. Consider this. We saw what Mike can do when he's given the ball, right? Right. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that Jordan will still be great. That's not the question. He will still be great. In fact, he would still be on my Mount Rushmore of NBA basketball players. There's only four dedicated spots. Okay. So he's still great and he'd still be a champion. I don't think he would win as many championships as he did with Phil. Why? Because we saw in that documentary, in that documentary, and I'm a Jordan lover now, I love Jordan. I'm the fan of Jordan. But Phil told MJ, told MJ, pass the ball. Make the better play. In the finals, after they beat Detroit, who had a formula for Mike, they had a formula for Mike. You remember what that formula was called? The Jordan you remember? Hmm? Jordan rules. Jordan rules. They had a rule for him. They, they had a plan for Jordan. Should have all been arrested. In today's game, but they had a, they had a game plan for him, and it worked, right? Now we know Isaiah Thomas. I think he may have been dealing with an injury that the year they got Aww. swept. Aww. But now you have to defend instead of one great, you have to defend that great and three other people on the floor because now Pippen can get the ball, who was coming into his own. You had John Paxson, you had B.J. Armstrong, you had Horace Grant, you had other people to defend. In fact, they dropped game one in the finals to the Lakers. And as they was playing, Phil was telling Mike, hey, is Paxson open? Yeah, give Paxson the ball. Phil talk. did Mike yeah, tell pa Mike to do that? Paxson got off, Paxson got, uh, I, okay. Huh? Okay. Can, Come on now. Can, can I really? So I'm telling you, so I'm saying, yeah, every great person has had people to help them get to the next level. Jordan is already great by himself and would have won championships had Phil never come around. I just don't think he wins as many championships had Phil not come around. And if he had, does not win that many championships, do we look at Jordan differently? Because now all of a sudden he may have as many or maybe less championships than Kobe. So and your LeBron people would be talk really would be talking LeBron as the goat if Jordan has less champion good because remember that's been the argument, right? So all I'm saying is if Phil has coached this guy and helped this guy to play within a system that now for that time stretches defenses to where you can't key in, defenders can't sag off of their guy because now I have to guard John Paxson, I have to guard B.J. Armstrong. Now the Bulls are unbeatable. That's all I'm saying. You got anything? No, 
Well, what else could I possibly contribute to that? No, uh, no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you had things to say on the, on the airwaves. No, you I'm don't. Kinda, it, I'm kind of hurt. What are you hurt about? Defend it. Like what? What's wrong with that? That's a. That's a. You are don't have we, to agree, but that's a fundamentally sound argument. Are we visiting this right now, knowing what we know up to today? What do you mean? Answer that, because 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 my argument. What are you talking? About? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, like your your whole scenario. If Mike didn't have Phil, okay, we 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 can speculate there, right? But you mean to tell me? Excuse me. Let me take a minute. You mean to tell me? <laughs> That Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul, who on the, in a basketball sense was a mere fraction of Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. could go with a me first mentality and still win several. Well, a few of okay. those, those are shacks. Okay, let me be respectful. A few of those are shacks. Um, but you somewhat question how effective the prototype that is Michael Jordan would have been. Help me, help me understand, because that's an inequality to me. That's an inequality. So you, you're saying that, but again, you're comparing Kobe to what Mike actually was. I'm saying, had Phil not taught Mike how to win at the highest level and play with his team, and that's that's kind of. Are we talking about Mike in a different with sense? Your question. I say we slightly do. That's kind of where I have issues with your question because Mike knew this already. What did Mike know? Mike, Mike admitted that he didn't like playing. He didn't like Phil. He wanted the ball. Didn't he not say that? Yeah, but do you know who coached him in college? Dean Smith, the late great Dean Smith. Do you think Dean Smith was give Mike the ball, get out the way? Um, no. No, not his freshman year. Or sophomore. Or you're talking about Dean Smith, but what happened since Dean Smith? No, but, but see, that's that's the thing. You're, see, no, you're going to college, no. but in the NBA, Jordan's the man, he's the go-to guy. He, he was, wants the ball. He was that in college. Forget Dean Smith. He was that in college. Did you not watch episodes one and two? He was so you're, you're, so you're telling me that Jordan always wanted the ball in college. Yeah, he always wanted the ball. Jordan's a dog. Sure. No one's denying that. What dog no doesn't want that. a bone? Or in this case, what I mean, basketball did he hang on dog Larry Bird and the, the Celtics? How many did he hang on Larry Bird and the Celtics in the garden? Huh? He hung 63 the, first, the 63 second night and 50 the first night. And caught what? L's. He's young. He caught L's. He caught. Okay. He's young. I know. I, I. I. See, this is something to discuss. You didn't, and it's a great. You didn't are factor we in about youth Jordan there. Different. You didn't factor in youth there because you seem to have no problem with Mr. LeBron getting swept by the Spurs his first ever finals. But I mean, it's the same thing. It's the what same do you mean? thing. He was young, like I mean, you can't just you can't throw a player that young in that situation and say, "Hey, go to work and and uh and get the one eight upset." Are you serious? Sure, but he was the only one on that team. There's backstory to that, but he was the only one working on that team. Now he got people on his team. He has Pippen. He has Horace Grant. He has those guys. Now he's playing in a system that gives them more touches. Pippen actually developed more under Phil Jackson, became a star under that system. 
Does he become the same star if Jordan is getting the ball all the time? Pippen? Shouts out to Jamar Warren. But his big critique on LeBron is that if he has the ball all the time, how can other people get better? That was a pro ball saying that. So I'm saying if you're in a system that allows your other players to get touches and it allows them to get better, that makes them as a team tougher to defend. So maybe we are, maybe we're not. We never know because Jordan won. Maybe you're trash. <laughs> Let me ask you on a scale of one to 10, like how better do you feel having told me that? You feel better telling no, me that I'm trash? I, I don't Walker because in this dome that you see here. I messed you up. So I much, so much confusion. Well, so that was there before I asked that question. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that it just gives you something to think about. I knew so, I was going to get you with that no, question. My thoughts have ceased. Okay. I'm a spiritual guy and I believe the creator of us all knew how great this man was going to be regardless of the situation. Okay. Well, the record, I never attempted to say that he wasn't, he wouldn't be great. Never said that. I just said we're probably talking about him a little differently because, again, you have a lot of people who want to downplay his greatness even today. You better believe they would have some ammo had he not won six championships well, because psych- he figured out how to win. psychiatric care for those people. Later. Huh? They got psych- psychiatric care for those people. <laughs> Give me a break, man. And, and free LeBron shoes upon entry. <laughs> yes, seriously. Mm-hmm. Well played by the Fair way. enough. Uh, shall we move on? Sure. Um, let's talk about number four on your list of stands. Uh, Drake. He released Dark Lane demo tapes. You know, we you know I want to discuss it. I mean, it was on my list of things, so. You need about 10 seconds to regather I'm still yourself. De- I'm still decompressing you're not, from that. You're not, de- you're not excited. I did it. I did it. I got under your skin again. Yes. <laughs> I got under your skin. You don't play fair. You, you use my, use my goats against me. How do I use MJ against you? Cause you can't, you can't. No, cook. I challenged you. I challenged you is what I did. And you didn't like that. Okay. You got all emotional and I gave you logic and facts. I gave you Mike's words. That's he. You don't know that he said that. <laughs> you don't have any proof. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> anyway, Drake. Yes, uh, he dropped uh, the mixtape, which some are calling the prequel to his uh, much anticipated album, slated to drop. Uh, I think in June. Oh, goodness, that's next month. Um. Walker, it's Drake. I mean, it's Drake doing what he does. I mean, there's there's really nothing to see here. I mean, you know, we've seen Jordan dunk, you know, on on so many people. It's just like, oh, it's fantastic. But we know this is what MJ does. Nothing here. This is Drake wetting our appetite for what's going to be the album of the year this year. A lot of tracks I've heard before. A lot of tracks you've even heard before. So in terms of shock, I think there were a couple that I hadn't heard that were just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, the fact that he's throwing away essentially this good content just shows 
shows how supernatural of a talent this man is so um yeah listen to it i think it's good uh you don't like drake so you won't enjoy it um but the big the big picture here is get ready for drake ovo season i know i've been i've been warning everybody for months but we are at the doorstep okay and i don't know about you walker but this guy ready so what are you basing the fact that I'm I don't like Drake? What are you basing that on? Um, you know I don't know yet. <laughs> give me give me a few hundred more episodes that I may figure it out. Okay. Just, <laughs> just so everyone saw and heard. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of things he says out of his mouth, he can't. I, yeah, I can't substantiate it. Walker, no, Walker, I'll be I'll be fair. Walker's not. I'm objective towards Drake. He's not a Drake hater. I'm objective. I'm not a stan. I don't think he's a stan. I don't think he's a Drake lover either. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I don't stand for Drake as hard as you you do, it almost comes off as though I am hating Drake. Because when I'm I'm objective towards Drake, you act like I just question you about MJ's potential legacy. Had he not ran into Phil Jackson, the thing, like the thing I don't like understand, you, you just get emotional. The you thing just get I don't understand about you, Walker. Is how can you not stand it? I'm here for the I answer. Can I stand them? Yeah, let, let me objective. listen. Let me tune. I'm gonna listen. I'm objective because when I'm objective, I can be honest about some tracks and songs that I don't care for, and I can show him and give him love on tracks that I do like. In fact, we talked about the Tusi slide. Did I hate it? I don't know. Walker. I'm listening. I don't know, Walker. Did you, you don't know? You don't remember? No. You listen to these episodes at least two or three times a week before you discard them. You remember what I said about the Tusi slide? What you say about the Tusi slide? I thought Drake was a genius for it. It wasn't in my feelings, but we thought he was a genius because the Americas was in the beginning stages of being quarantined, and he gave people something to do on TikTok, the gram, and what have you. As it pertains to the Tusi slide, did you, I not say that? You said that. So let's talk about this album, okay? Or mixtape? Yeah. So you loved it from start to finish. Of course, of course. Um, again, I'd heard a lot of the tracks before, and I was I was pleased with a lot of the tracks that were being put on SoundCloud from OVO. So you know, these are these are you know like Drake does. I call them throwaway tracks, like tracks that he probably felt good about, but just didn't really want to put on the album. Kind of, you know. Were so. any of these the tracks that we got week like um, weeks ago? Most, ago? most of them were. Two C Slide, of course, was not on there, but um, most of the other ones were on that on that Drake okay. leak that we uh, received a few months ago. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I never did listen to it. I, me, I'm just like, eh, I don't believe in. I don't like leaks, so I just wait for them to release. So I just we, didn't listen to it. But to next topic? Um, I thought it was dope. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the the, the mixtape. Is that what it's called? A mixtape? Yes, Walker. Is that what you I, kids are calling is what you just said, essentially? What is this? Um, Favorite track? On, on it? Mm, good question. Because I like the full version of like the freestyle. Oh, that Chicago. he had merged, but there were two different songs. Um, Chicago Freestyle and When to Say When is my best, even though it was it, it was a sample, but I think that's my favorite. 
I love losses. Losses oh, was. Walker, oh you've actually goodness. listened to it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And I really, you know, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. I really was like, man, if he, she should have been on the Demons track. Goodness gracious, that oh, was yeah. that was his sound. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, like it was cool. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Okay, I enjoyed well, it. Stay tuned, Walker. I hope you um don't. I did not. In. I did not care for the track with Chris Brown on it. Yeah, that one was not. Yeah. Well, that was a now that was a throwaway. And to your question, he had Chris Brown on the leak, but it was a totally different track. He actually had Usher on the leak too. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So yeah, that Chris Brown track, I was like, uh, y'all could have really done without this one. Yeah, no, no guidance set the bar so high to where well, I, so I see them together. I'm guys. expecting something. Well, you know, they may have cracked at least the- Chris Brown for longer than 15 seconds. He may have cracked the door to potential, you know, Chris Brown feature on the uh, full length project. So we, maybe we, you never know. So maybe I, Just I, maybe. I, lo- I love the way he can work and keep so much of his content under wraps. I, I I can't imagine what that looks like just because, you know, we're in this generation where everything leaks. You know, our, our podcast even leaked before I get done uploading them, so. Uh, I mean, you should know, you, you should know. Aren't you on OVO's payroll? Or have you been furloughed yet? <laughs> yeah, I have been furloughed, but uh, there are certain terms of security that I'm not even privy to, so. Okay. It's just a testament to how Drake uh, really values his artwork, and I, I can't blame him for that, so yeah. Keep it secure, OVO. What you got next? Um, speaking of stands, Walker, uh, slow news week, but uh, Eminem's home was uh, was broken into this week. Discuss or trash? Uh, I'm a trash it. Everyone was okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing terrible happened. So I'm, I'm gonna move right on along. Okay. Um, since we're talking. We were talking sports earlier. Aaron Gordon released a track towards uh, Dwayne Wade called 9 out of 10 this past week. Discuss or trash? Trash. Aaron okay. Gordon? Yeah. I will say this. D-Wade don't want no smoke with Aaron Gordon when it comes to the bars. Aaron Gordon has bars? Not necessarily, but compared to, to, to D Wade. No, 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 no. Did you hear D Wade's track with Ross though? Yeah, struggle. Whoa. It was struggle. It was struggle. Huh. That's how you feel. I was I, I heard it. I wasn't I wasn't impressed. He was trying. Wade was really trying. <laughs> so anytime you have to refer to anyone's raps as trying. Okay. All right. Okay. There you um, go. No, I'm not, I'm not here what you for... to, that's what you say to your kids you did a you try baby you, that's that's how you talk to your children let me ask you this walker is aaron gordon anywhere near the dame dollar no okay well then yeah let's trash it no okay no that's easy i'm not gonna do that i'm just saying com- comparing the two d-way don't want to see aaron aaron gordon okay. aaron gordon's aaron gordon's not playing he's got a lot of time on his hands you don't want to see Aaron Gordon. You talk about Duncan Aaron Gordon, like double zero, Orlando Magic. Oh, for two, should have, have won both of the dunk competitions, Aaron Gordon. I have no other facets to my game, Aaron Gordon. Sure. I think I may be mixed, Aaron Gordon. You want to keep going? <laughs> no, that's all I got. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being mixed, by the way. Um, I'll let you tell it. It's a problem. <laughs> no, I just like what? If you're mixed, be mixed. Don't think about it. Hold it. 
Look at Obama. <laughs> oh man. Okay. When they open back up church again, you really should go. I think I'm coming back, Walker. I think I'm coming back slowly but surely. All right, my last topic, Walker. Um, uh, Mike Tyson is rumored to be making a comeback. Discuss or trash? Very slow this week. Trash. <laughs> Before you trash it, do you want to see Mike in the ring? Do I want to see him in the ring? Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I actually thought, I think I saw a video of no, him sparring. No, 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 no. Listen to the question. Do you want to see him? Do you want to be in the other corner? Can we move on? This is that's this. You, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. All, by, all, all I'm saying is we'll move on. Respect that man. That man can still put them hands on you. Continue. Yeah, but that doesn't mean I'm interested in seeing him come back to the ring. Okay. <laughs> Like what that those are two totally different things. Like, no, I don't want to see a Tyson fight. Yeah, I can see a Tyson fight. Not only can I see it, but put me on the opposite side of the ring. No. Totally different statements. Did you hear how different they sounded? <laughs> nothing, nothing. Go ahead, Walker. You are you work. Goodness gracious. Don't act like Mike can't. No one said that. I'm just not interested. Okay. He's only 53. That's all. Right? Continue on, sir. So I uh, finally saw the first episode of Black AF on Netflix. Discuss or trash? Discuss. I got it. I got I got I got I got to hear what you say. You got to say about this. I got to. Okay. Hated it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> didn't like it. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. And, so, and listen, I went into this show with what you told me, and I went into this show hearing what other people were saying, and I tried to like it. As a matter of fact, it took me two nights to watch the first episode because on night one, wifey and I fell asleep. The moment the moment it showed the show coming on, we didn't remember nothing else. Man, stop playing, Walker. No, dude, we was tired that night. But what I'm saying is, is that the next night, I really, I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this show. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna sit here and digest. I'm gonna slow it down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewind it. I'm gonna chop and screw it. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure it goes slow. I'm gonna play it fast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ingest this show. I'm gonna give it a go. Didn't, didn't care for it. Any takeaways? Um, I really don't find dysfunction entertaining. What about? I don't find dysfunction entertaining. Even in the, I'm gonna butcher this word satire. What's what's the what's the? No, no, never mind. You, it's satire, Walker. It's dry, and you you just don't you don't think it's. I have dry humor. I have dry humor. The lies told. But but my thing is is that without background information, you're thinking to yourself, these are some of the worst individuals walking the face of this planet. So you're not going to episode two. 
No. Okay. Because uh, you've probably cool. seen you've probably seen these trends on social media as well. But um, one thing I've seen is if you can make it to I think it's episode six, the uh, the show goes in a totally positive or different direction. Okay. I, I haven't made six yet. Um, it. Again, so six is a long way off. It is. It is. And 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 Walker, I I really think it may just be our demographics, meaning people our age. We just can't really see the humor in that form of entertainment. Or at least I'm, I'm speaking for myself here, but I've listened to podcasts going in depth about it. I've scoured social media talking about it, and they're they're just like, "Hey, turn your brain off and just try to embrace the comedy." It's just like now, there were some parts I laughed. I'm not gonna lie; like yeah, I laughed yeah. at some parts. You're get it's, some not, it's not like I just sat there the whole time, like waiting. Yeah. Like I laughed on certain parts. Okay, but but my thing is just the overall. Like I've again, maybe the worst thing that have happened that could have happened to Black AF was Blackish. Yeah, because, because what they're trying to do was much better executed with Blackish. Yeah, because. You had an episode where Dre talked about being material. Like it, it's actually a running theme throughout every episode of Dre being materialistic and whatever. Like right. that's a running theme, right? But it's just it's just Blackish was better executed. Mm. This one not so much. And people kept people also was giving him a dig at not being an, a, a good actor. He was like, not, he's not a good actor. <laughs> Let me go on be record. Honest, I, I guess uh, that's one of the things I was willing to overlook going into it. So it didn't throw me as much when I watched it. But I do see what people are saying. I just, I want, again, I I removed that off the table and was like, I'm really going to give him a chance. And I still came out. Empty handed. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Well. It's just not, it's just not for me. Whoever it's for, God bless. But it's not for me. I've um, I haven't dismissed the whole series yet. I want to keep watching for some strange reason. Um, I, no, I think the reason is because I want to get to the point to where most people say it gets better, and I just want to see how much better or worse it gets. And I I do want to challenge myself to a degree to kind of like I do a slime rap, <laughs> turn this off, mm. and then just try to get 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 some kind of empty form of entertainment out of it. So it's hard. It's hard when you got visuals, but um. Anyway, yeah. Mm. All right. Um. You don't have anything else, right? No, I'm done. Diddy, I think he was doing a live with Naomi Campbell recently, and he had these comments to say about Joe Biden. The black vote is not going to be for free. We're going to have to see some promises. You know, what are we getting in return for our vote? Nothing has changed for black America. And in order for us to vote for Biden, we can't be taken for granted like we always are because we're supposed to be Democrats or because people are afraid of Trump. It's whoever's going to take care of our community, whoever wants to make a deal, it's, it's, it's business at this point. You know, we can't trust politicians, you know, so we want to know very clearly, just like Trump made it clear that he wanted to build a wall. Biden needs to make it clear that he's going to change the lives and quality of life of black and brown people, or else he can't get the vote. I will hold the vote hostage if I have to. You said it here, said it first. Breaking news. Breaking news. Thoughts. Uh, first of all, discuss trash. Discuss easily. 
Um, okay. Thoughts? This, this, I mean, there's there's nothing to this. It's you with the platform, pretty much. So, I, I've seen this. I've heard this. This is this is right at the cusp of your heartbeat, Walker. I have loose opinions about that whole thought. Um, I do agree with Diddy though. Like I, gosh, I'm gonna catch smoke for this. Um, but one thing Diddy said in assuming that because we're black, we're Democrat is one thing that I've always been against. And the part I'm going to catch heat for is, um, Kanye West for putting, I mean, he took a different approach, but when he was, when he was doing his Jesus is King tour and all that, he was, he was really saying similar things. Now he had other he had other stuff mixed in with there that that made him a great top talking topic, but um, but no, I mean, do I agree with Diddy? At the end of the day, yeah, yeah. Am I cynical because this same narrative's been preached for a long time and nothing's going to change? You better believe it. Your thoughts, Walker? Um, yeah, but it doesn't. I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree with what Diddy. Again, I don't think there's nothing wrong with asking for something in return for your vote. All groups do it. And and I've I've I'm a believer of not only voting but leveraging your vote. And if politicians are willing to come around once every 4 years or whenever they're running for office and now they see our community, then I think it's incumbent upon us to um I think it's incumbent upon us to get on the same page, have an agenda, have things that we want, demands that we want, and come to the table and say, you want our vote? Well, this is what we want. What can you do for us? And to Diddy's point, if you don't trust politicians, then you're going with the politician who's going to do what you want them to do. Now, the, the problem with us is that our community isn't mobilized enough to be on the same page, to your point. Uh, but my thing is, Diddy caught a lot of flack this past week for saying that. Uh, I know people like Jamie Foxx, a few others came out against him and just encouraged people to vote Democrat, saying that basically the reward for voting is getting Trump out of office. Right. And my thing is that that shouldn't be, again, with no plan no agenda we're resorted to voting out of fear we just don't want the other guy to get in and so basically what we're encouraging black people to do is without a plan without an agenda just go to the polls and vote for the person who from a resume standpoint has done much worse to black people than trump if you look at what biden has done with writing the 94 crime bill the crack laws i mean my goodness like he his record is out there and he hasn't really been apologetic. Now, if you go to Joe Biden's website, he, he has a lot of things that he's going to do. A lot of things out there that he's going to do. It's amazing. All the things he's talking about doing. Um, he actually has an agenda for black people. Like that's one of the things that they finally updated in the past weeks. Um, and it's things on there basically talking about, uh, education, um, investing in students and educators creating Supreme, wealth in the Supreme black Court community justice so what now supreme court justice is another one yeah i heard about that um so I, so he's it's more than what we've gotten a month or so ago when we previously talked about joe biden 
Um, Because at the time when we discussed him, I think he was winning the primaries. I think he won the primaries. And we were talking about how I gave you my honest feeling about Joe Biden. Yeah. He had nothing on his website at the time. (laughs) Um, So it's been updated since we've last talked. Okay. Um, But yeah, like I, I feel like black people have played a vital role in resuscitating and getting Joe Biden's uh, campaign run off of life support. And they've put him in the driver's seat. States like Alabama, states like South Carolina, single-handedly helped him pick up momentum and steam. So we should be a priority. I know you. there's a lot you want to do for a lot of communities, but considering your previous history with black people and the fact that black people have helped you get back in the driver's seat, you need we need to be a priority. So that's all I'm saying there. You're saying we need to be a priority. Do you think we will ever be a priority? I hope so. I I, I can't I don't want I don't want to be cynical and say we won't. I hope so, but I don't know. Cuz we we, it, we know how the story ends, Walker. Promise him the world, get your seat if he does win, and then forget about everything you said. It's politics as usual. Biden is a politician. It sucks. I hate that it's that way, but there's no way. There's Number one, there's no way he beats Trump, especially now. Number two, there's no way he does even half of these things that he says he's going to do. There's no, there's absolute no way. So why should people vote? You just made a strong case for why people shouldn't even vote. Because our ancestor died for the right. Yeah, you said that with a lot of conviction. Are you ready to move on? Yep. (laughs) All right. That closes out uh, hashtag Dort. Discuss the trash. We're now getting into our shout outs and our player of the week. By now, you should know what that is. We're shouting out people who are doing dope things in the community, as well as pointing out people who played themselves within the past week. With that, Gatry, would you like to go first with your shout out? Of course. Um, my shout out comes in local flavor. A lot of my shout outs have been local here lately. I, I, I may I may trend something there. Um, okay. But I want to shout out two individuals, uh, Charity Brown and Sanai Smiley. These two rising high school seniors um, are a part of Jackson Olin, yes, J.O.'s lacrosse team. Raise your hand, Walker, if you knew that J.O. had a lacrosse team. Exactly. Did not know that. Keep them where they are, Walker, because I didn't know either. So, um, number one, I, I am uh, I'm pleased to announce that each of these individuals I named have received, received lacrosse scholarships um, based on their athletic performance. But um, uh, I don't want to get her name wrong. Charity even one upped and got some academic scholarship love sprinkled on top of that nice athletic scholarship but i I guess the elephant in the room here walker we know culturally um the landscape that exists in lacrosse doesn't include people that share our same pigment so uh number one for a school like jo to a embrace lacrosse and then produce two studs on their uh, men's and women's teams respect respectively is absolutely amazing to the point of scholarship level achievement. So um, Charity Charity Brown, Sanai Smiley, great things you're doing. I am shouting you out. If I could find it, where is it, Walker? There it is. (laughs) 
Nothing. Just just looking at that emotional grin <laughs> in your face. It doesn't take much for me. It's just how fragile it is. It's just <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um my shout out goes out to Anthony Tiffith. You okay. may know him as the founder of TDE, aka Top Dog Entertainment. Okay. Uh, he has pledged to contribute $86,000 to cover one month's rent for senior citizens residing in com- the community's public housing developments from where he grew up. Uh, this will cover rent for 300 units in the Nickerson Gardens, Jordan Downs, and Imperial Courts, which are all overseen by the Housing Authority of the City of Los Angeles. Uh, Tiveth says he wants to alleviate burdens surrounding financial insecurity so that the most vulnerable populations can solely focus on staying healthy and safe amid the pandemic. He added that he is grateful to be in a position where he can give back to the community where he was raised. So it's again, it's dope to see people with influence, people who are doing dope things in our, uh, in hip hop and the music in general, uh, doing things for the community. So I just want to shout out uh, that guy for doing dope things. That is, again, Anthony Tiffith. I am all the way here for that, Walker. Great stuff. All right. So, player of the week. Who played themselves, Gat? I'm going to keep it local here, Walker. Um, this guy, this guy, he flirted with danger and he got what was coming to him. Um, let me introduce you to a gentleman by the name of Scott Farr. Does that name ring a bell, Caesar Walker? Nope. Okay. Scott Farr is uh, owner of the Mailroom Barbershop um, in the greater Birmingham area. I'll just leave it at that. If you can recall, Walker, a few weeks ago, this man made waves in the media by saying, I don't care what the government says, I'm opening. I got to eat. I'm about to lose my business, right? Um, so I, did you hear about any of this, by the way? No. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so far a few weeks ago, I want to say it was two or three weeks ago says, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm about to lose my business. I got people that need to work. People need to eat. I'm going and I'm opening up, opening up my barbershop to see clients on whatever day. So, uh, not only did he meet authorities there <laughs> along with the health department, <laughs> dumb, um, he was not allowed to open. He was threatened that he would lose his business license uh, if he were to open and see see customers, see clients or whatever. So uh, Scott Farr took his ball and went home, right? But, you know, he went home and he was dribbling his ball in the backyard and he said, you know what? I, I, I don't think they're for real. I don't think these people are for real about this whole quarantine thing. You know what? This Wait a minute. T- After the law enforcement and health officials... I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just want to make sure I heard what you just said. Right. Like maybe I zoned out. No. Okay. So they met him. This was meeting one. They showed up at his place. Like you will go home. Right. Right. And then he got back home and was like, they were there and they said that, but did they really mean that? Well, the, the thoughts he shared here recently were he didn't really feel like the, the law enforcement officials had the right or would or would enact upon the right of actually shutting him down. And he was like, "What? Well, you know, they, they 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 scared me a little bit, but if I were to open, what are they really going to do?" <laughs> so, um, a little more intelligently, Scott Farr says, "You know what? I'm going to try this again." 
and uh, Walker yesterday, uh, he went to open. He didn't tell the news or, you know, leak it out to everybody. But he went to open, and uh, within a few minutes, uh, law enforcement officials showed up again, and they did not leave with haircuts. Instead, they left with a business license that has been temporarily revoked. Whoa. Yeah. So, uh, Scott... Does it say for how long? Uh, it didn't say for how long in the article I read, but... Um, Scott, here, here's why you played yourself, okay? Uh, this COVID-19 thing, I say you got your opinions. Everybody does. I respect them. I would love to, at some point, sit down and listen to all your opinions about this. But the reality is <laughs> the government is not playing. You can talk about how bad the government is for trying to control people and you know, give them bad data about what the coronavirus is doing. But, man, when these folks say you are not going to open – uh, they mean it, but you you know that now because you're dealing with a situation where you may not open for a while. So um, you played yourself, Scott, because you put a target on your back by going the first time and thinking they just forget <laughs> and try to open all the slide. <laughs> and look what you got, a big revoke. So um, anyway, Scott, the next day. Uh, yeah, well, no, 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 no. He, he didn't go back the next day. It, the first time he went was at least two weeks ago. Okay. But, but, you know, the G Governor Ivy announced that certain things were going to reopen. One was major retail, I believe. So I guess he I guess his thought was, well, let me slide through an open. Maybe no one will notice because other things are opening. <laughs> nah, bro, they got a target on you. you they had somebody watching that. So uh, really? anyway, so uh, continue with your underground cuts, I guess. Like I know. uh beauty uh beauticians uh style officials or not or style professionals are doing uh continue that because dude you're not gonna be in that shot for a minute so anyway scott far they say how long it was revoked again no they didn't they didn't okay mm. yeah <sighs> gotta be more careful anyway um get are you familiar with the organization or group known as reopen nc or that nc stands for north carolina no so um just to give you a little bit of information about them on april 7th 2020 a peaceful action group called re hashtag reopen nc was formed two weeks later this grassroots movement has grown to 68,000, actually it's like 73,000 now, North Carolina Patriots. We stand for the Constitution. We are mostly business owners and employees that are losing our income and denied our right to provide for our families. We have come together to demand action from their elected officials. Now, basically they're, they're rallying against elected officials because the state has shut down, right? They have shelter in place laws in North Carolina and these businesses have been deemed non-essential and have not been operating, okay? So they're fighting for against, you know, their elected officials to reopen the state up so that they can continue providing for their families, okay? Never mind what they are actually shut down for, right? That's irrelevant. They just want an opportunity to work, right? Well, the main person for this Facebook page, his name is Audrey Whitlock. You are you familiar with Audrey Whitlock yet? It sounds familiar. I want to want to say we uh, went to high school together back in the day. Couldn't have because she's a little bit older than you, um, but. She is the moderator or admin for that Facebook page. 
she has not been able to attend their two rallies or two of their latest rallies because she recently tested positive for COVID-19. Yes. So this is why and when you see these rallies, no one is practicing social distancing, by the way. Of course not. FYI. So you want businesses to open. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the thing that ensures that it takes longer for these businesses to open, which is not practice social distancing. And if people are catching or testing positive for this thing, and I'm around my brothers and sisters on locked arm in arm. Okay. No glove. How does that accelerate the process for the state opening back up when there's more cases of people getting infected yet? Hmm? I got nothing. Okay. Audrey, dear, you're my player of the week. You idiots! Dude, you, you know, one one continued trend I see here is, and, and Lord, thank you, because I was one of the first to mock the impact of this pandemic. <laughs> if you want to hear that and be entertained, see our episode, Coronavirus. Um, it seems like when people go on the record, it seems like they end, they wind up getting this thing, man. It's crazy. We've seen this from Go Bear to the woman you just named. I mean, even if you don't believe in it, man, respect it, at least publicly. <laughs> this is a vengeful pandemic. Goodness gracious. Like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... Let me, in an attempt to fight against you, prove your point for why the state should be shut down. Right. Yeah. Not a good look. Yeah. So, uh, anything on your mind, man? Anything else you'd like to share? No, I think we're good. You're good? I'm good. Um, well, shall we wrap? Are you good now? Are you okay? Yeah. I've, I've, you rattled me for a few minutes there, but I think I've leveled out a little bit. <laughs> okay. You know, I still think Jordan's a go, right? Why can you lead with that? What do you mean? Why can you just lead your if, if you'd have led your question with that? No, I would have stayed. I, I would have stayed balanced. Wait, so that implies that you were imbalanced. You were balanced before I asked that question. Precisely, sir. <laughs> your definition of balance and my definition of balance. It's all relative, man. <laughs> you are not created equal. Uh, shall we get out of here? Sure. All right. Walker's word of the week in the benediction. Well, congregation, if cleanliness is next to godliness, then I have definitely seen some demons out here in these COVID streets. Let me tell you one thing or two. Last night, me and my wife at the store, and I see people, no mask, no gloves. Give me the shopping cart. I don't need to wipe it off. Let me put my bare hands on it. Get this produce. Ugh. Listen, people. Listen, 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 listen. You may not take it seriously. You, you may not. You may be, and you may be fine for it. But people, let's practice cleanly, sanitary practices during this time let's be thoughtful for others now a week ago a week ago i'm pretty sure i put this guy yet again in his feelings which i have to admit 
it's a goal of mine. When I ran into him, yes, I did have a mask on. Yes, I had gloves on. Now, I know he took it all personal. Like, I think he's this and that. And I do. He's right. I do think he's nasty. (laughs) But here's the thing. I am married to a woman who is deemed an essential worker. And we have to plead the precious blood of Jesus over her on a daily basis. Because for all I know, she could be walking through the valley of the shadow of death every day to work. All right. And that's definitely some nasty people on her job. And so, God forbid, I don't think, you know, I don't think anything's up with her. But let's just say for, for pretend. Let's just say for pretend she she had it and was asymptomatic. Let's say she passed it on to me because we don't believe in social distancing, me and her in the house by ourselves. What for? For what? <laughs> social distance for what? All right. We're married. All right. So let's say that, you know, for all we know, we could have it and not show symptoms and be fine. If I meet people like Yatry out in the streets, I don't want to subject him to that. He's got kids. He's got a spouse. He has a whole family out here. All right. We got to we got to look out for each other and take care of each other. So you may be fine. You may be good. You may not may not affect you, but be mindful of other people around you. Let's be cleanly. Let's 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 put on a mask, grab a t-shirt, make a mask out of it, wear gloves, any kind of gloves. Do be If you're going out in these stores and these streets where all types of people have been walking through who may be positive or not, let's practice some safety health measures. Can we do that for people? Let's just live responsibly and let's not be nasty. Well, doors of the Tipping Point Pod are open. Cat? I can't get enough of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> May the Lord watch between thee and the tipping point pod while we absent one from another. Take care of yourself. Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. And thanks again for listening and as well as watching now. This is the tipping point podcast.